Hey, welcome to What's the Plot. This is Sean. This is Mandy. And we're back finally mm-hmm. with another episode. After some technical difficulties. Sir, give me that episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what you been up to? Uh, not much. Um, got some uh, exciting things going on this week. Hopefully that will yield some good results for me. Cool. Um. Other than that, just chilling. What about yourself? Um, you know, just working hard and uh, mm-hmm. man, working hard or hard. <laughs> anyway, just working hard, man. <laughs> I hate that joke. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, the guy who's like going off on everybody. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the not to just hilarious. be long winded, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Good. For the most part. Cool. Yeah. What you been up to this week? <laughs> I just told you. Last week, because we didn't record. Oh, last week. Um, I feel like a lot happened last week, but for some reason I remember none of it right now. So. Right, man. A whirlwind. <laughs> a whirlwind. Um, I don't know, but it's nice to see that I'm not the only person who's been having like crazy allergy problems lately. Yeah. Like, mine's have just been like, I told you like, well, you can hear it. You know, we'll be recording. Mm-hmm. And I'll be fine before it, and then like as like time goes on, my allergies just start acting up out of nowhere. So. Yeah, but um, I don't know. A lot happened last week. A lot of good things happened last week, but there's like uh, been so much going on, I can't keep up. Uh, I don't really remember. So I'm turning this up a little bit. Oh, sure. uh, it's it was it was a lot going on. Okay, it was a lot going on. Uh, but we're here. Yeah. So what you been watching? Wow. Wow. <laughs> She just took my line. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ma'am. Um, I've been watching <laughs> The Resident, of course. We watched that. We We're got tired. Don't up. judge us. We got caught up on that. Uh, excuse me if you just hear a bump, but we have to turn it up a little bit because to get some clarity in the mm-hmm. vocals. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man, the old Fox version that used to come on Fox Kids mm-hmm. back in the day. That lets you know how old I am. It ages me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? Uh <laughs> Doug, some uh, Yasuke, uh, a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we say last time that we finished the flight attendant? I think we did. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. Sorry, guys. We keep doing this. <laughs> it's Gosh. Been a, it's been a week. Oh, Gosh. stop it. <laughs> um, and like tons of like interviews and just tons of like just content. I've just been like. Uh, digesting a lot of content and mm-hmm. really seeing what I want to watch and what I don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what about you? You been listening to anything? Whoa, it gets deeper. <laughs> you guys have uh, to excuse him. He just got off work. So. It gets deeper. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, even as we skip a week here and there. Pop smoke. I'm listening to that pop smoke. <laughs> I'm listening to that pop smoke. And you know what I'm going to say. He from the Flossy. Mm. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole just dropped a new one. I had been listening to some J. Cole prior. Mm. Getting prepared because I downloaded like all those Any Given Sundays. I put all his mixtapes on my iTunes a couple weeks ago. Uh, the, the, the ones I have anyway. The Come Up. Split You. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Split You Up is one of my favorite J. Cole songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to some of that. And then he dropped the album. 
I've listed the album once. It's a good one straight through. I also forgot that I bought KOD and I only listed that a few times, but mm-hmm. I was always supporting him because I feel like he's really good, like staying true to the artistry. I mean, even if you didn't, I mean, he always goes platinum. So He's he's going to go platinum. <laughs> I always say he's going to come clean up on you fools. Mm-hmm. Um, some Loji, he's an underground artist. That's L-O-J-I-I. Some Palmer. Uh, <laughs> some YSL dropped the compilation. Uh, Palmer's P L M R, period. Uh, Whatever, man. Uh, the other day I was in a store and I started listening to some Coldplay, and I came home and I started listening to some Coldplay. Mm-hmm. So Coldplay's amazing. Uh, some, At least to me, they are. Some Party Next Door, some Drake, some Summer Walker, some DMX, RP, and uh, I'm listening to a lot of jazz artists mm-hmm. and a lot of horn players. Because sometimes I need to cleanse my palate mm. and I don't always need lyrics. Sometimes I just need to feel the music. And it's also been helping with the grooves with making when I'm making beats and stuff like that and doing production and just helping me out like where something can go in. Little things like that. But it's more so just for enjoyment. Uh, and I just started listening to, excuse me if I'm going. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh, this dude Reggie. Uh popped up and he has a, a song called uh won't stop me it's really good it's like excuse me maybe a minute and 50 or two minutes good listen but what have you been watching oh you took so long no i'm kidding <laughs> yikes <laughs> i'll try to make mine's quick um Sheesh. <laughs> so we did finish yasuke um mm-hmm. which was actually really good by the way Yo, it was lovely i thoroughly enjoyed that yeah um we started season two of couples therapy on showtime i forgot all about that there are a lot on that I show. I forgot all about that show. If you guys uh, haven't checked that out, you guys should. You guys really should check that out. Um, we are caught up on The Resident. There might be a new episode, but we were caught up on The Resident. Yes, I believe it is. Um, I've been watching Cruel Summer. I'm going to, I think the new episode might be out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it'll be out tomorrow, but we're going to catch up on that. Yeah. Need to finish Yellowstone, but I have been watching that. Uh, we started watching the documentary Age of Samurai, Battle of Japan. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, which is actually, it kind of coincides with the uh, Yasuke. Uh, yes, it anime. does. So, it yeah. does. It does. Um, watching the regular show, love Muscle Man. That's my guy. <laughs> you know who also loves Muscle Man? My mom. My mom. <laughs> it's like the joke's not funny, but it's like he uses it so much, it becomes funny. I was just literally asking people, like, <clears throat> do you guys watch? The regular show uh-huh. and they were like no uh-huh. i was like dude it's a dude on there named muscle man <laughs> and i said you know they're all funny but muscle man's hilarious i told them that i overheard you uh, watching it uh-huh. and he said this my mom joke uh-huh. and i said he says the joke wrong but i said for some reason it's a terrible joke but it's, it's funny so funny <laughs> <laughs> um been watching the tutors also on showtime i've mm-hmm. uh, been watching some travel vlogs uh, finish the secrets of Wales on Disney plus. Um, and then watching like a lot of just like informational videos for things that I'm working on. Mm. So as far as music, uh, I've been listening to some 112. Whoa. Some Tony Brax. I know, right? Room 112. Room 112 is actually what I've been listening to. Um, some Tony Braxton, uh, some Taylor Swift, Nicki Minaj. I feel like I am, um, say what you gotta say. Not a psychic. Uh, but maybe I just felt it in the atmosphere. So, the last time we recorded, I said I had been listening to some mixtape Nicki Minaj. Yes, and Nicki Minaj dropped "Beam Me Up, Scotty" on all streaming platforms, yes. and then they put a new song on there 
called City Green. And it just reminded me of that time where it was like YMCN beer. Wow. You are really invested. I am. Yes, you are. Loved it. Uh, so I was happy to see she did that. Are you a barb? Uh, I wouldn't categorize myself as a barb, but I do like Nicki Minaj. So were you, were you ever had the energy that the one guy had on that viral video? What that one mean? guy that was like snapping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've never been that deep in. Maybe like when she first, first came out, I was like really heavy on Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've always like just listened to her music like over time. But no, I wouldn't categorize myself as a barb. I'm not really like a stan too much of anybody, but I do have artists that are some of my like go-tos. My introduction to Nicki Minaj was Rap City. That lets you know how mm-hmm. long she's been mm-hmm. on the come up. And she was with... She was with Gucci Mane mm-hmm. and I think Waka Flocka, probably not Waka Flocka, probably somebody well, else. Well, his mom was her manager at some point. But it was a young Nikki with the mm-hmm. bangangs. Mm-hmm. With the bangangs. With the bangangs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to see that she did that. Uh, that was kind of a surprise. Uh, so been listening to some like relaxing playlists, some J. Cole, of course, some Lil John. I listened to Lil John on the like. How was that relaxing? Near, what, Lil John? How was Lil John relaxing? <laughs> I said episode? relaxing playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> How was that even the playlist? Actually, Lil John, I listened to. No, that's not on the playlist. I'm just oh, saying, like, okay. I listened to a relaxing oh, okay. playlist. My bad. Because um, I said J. Cole, and then I went to Lil John. But Lil John just takes me back to that time where it's like. Let's hear it. It just. Uh, it just brings something out of me. I'm not really sure what, mm. which made me really excited to hear. Uh, what was the name of that J Cole song? It's the first song of the album, and he has "Put Your Hood Up" on there. Uh, I don't know. It's the intro. It's not called the intro. I know. Is it's it? Not called, no. Okay. Anyway, so he has he sampled Little John in that song, and like that just like made my day. Mm, don't judge alert. me. Um. So of course some Drake, some Little Mix, some Yo Gotti. Uh, Beyonce, Janae Aiko, some Tone Stith, and some Cash Doll. Cash Doll just dropped a new song, too. Mm, you feeling that? I actually like it. I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it uh, for yeah. what I've been uh, watching and listening to. You're a major Cash Doll fan, I feel like. <laughs> you think so? I feel like you're up there. I don't, I'm sure you're not like the number one fan. Yeah, I love Cash Doll. But uh, yeah. She's talented. Do you have any uh, news? I do not have news uh, this episode, so you ready to get into the episode? Cool, let's get into the episode. All right, so today we are going to be reviewing the Netflix film Concrete Cowboy. Um, so the genre for this film, it's drama, rated R. Um, well, they said rated R, but I guess maybe because of like some things that happened in here. It was, But I didn't really... Well, yeah, yeah, there was one scene. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the release date for this film is April 2nd. Uh, obviously this year. The runtime for this film is one hour and 51 minutes. The director is Ricky Staub. Staub? Staub? The writers are uh, Ricky and Dan Walser. So the cast for this film, uh, which they did a pretty good job with the cast. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba is Harp. Caleb McLaughlin is Cole. Jarrell Jerome is Smush. Lorraine Toussaint is Nessie. Uh, Method Man is Leroy Ivana or Ivana Mercedes is Isha. Uh, Liz Priestley is, is it Amali? Amal? It's one of them. Sorry if yeah, I'm sure it. Is. Charles W. Harris III is Cowboy. Byron Bowers is Rome. Michael Taban or Taban 
Not sure to pronounce that. It's Jalen and many, many more people. Many, many more. Um, so the synopsis for this film is sent to live with his estranged father for the summer. A rebellious teen finds kinship in a tight knit Philadelphia, Philadelphia community of cowboys. This film is also based on the novel Ghetto Cowboy written by Greg Nary. Insert so, bone thugs or mo thugs. Just to say, just real quick. Go ahead, Just please. real quick. Get your they should have at least put Ghetto Cowboy back. Bone Thugs and Harmony in this film somewhere. I know Bone Thugs and Harmony is from Ohio, and this film is based in Philadelphia, so maybe they were using Philadelphia artists. But what better place to put this song, even if it was in the end credits, than a movie based off the book called Ghetto Cowboy? So was it? Bone Thugs was it Mo Thugs? It was Bone Thugs. I think it was Mo Thugs. Either way, Bone Thugs carried the song. Crazy Bone carried the song, (laughs) and Lazy Bone carried the song. I think those are the only two on there. Yeah, Crazy Lazy, and then you had Powder on there. Um, Powder P. (laughs) Um, What's her name? What was the girl's name? The Queen. The Queen is the Thug Queen. (laughs) Anyway, the Queen. Yeah, her name was Thug Queen. She's the horse filler. <laughs> you guys go listen to, to Ghetto Cowboy by Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, let's get into the film. What'd you think of it? I loved it. Care to expound? Straight up like that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I did love the, the, the different aspect of it was like a coming of age, finally, one mm-hmm. of those films. But I think it was the coming age of several characters in the story mm-hmm. and scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it gave me like, like a homey type vibe, like community vibe. Yes, which I uh, love. Yeah, and uh, a sense of culture, mm-hmm. uh, a sense of uh, taking one in and belonging, mm-hmm. because of all the stories of all the people that came from different stables. Yeah, yeah. and um, people welcoming people in. If you want to do the work, you can be a part of this, mm-hmm. but you have to do your part. Yep. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really good film. I yeah. think that you should. I, I will watch it again. Yeah. So the only thing, kind of like going into it, is because mm-hmm. I have this thing now where I don't necessarily want to see struggle stories. Yeah, I feel. But you. I didn't get too much of a struggle story. I, I don't, feel like with this, which right. was a good thing. I feel like they should. They, um, I think it was more based on relationships right. and, um, like you said, culture. So I mean, even us growing up, like where we're from, we used to see people on horses every now and again. It wasn't all the time. You never seen anybody? I never seen. You well, haven't? well, in Chicago, I did. Um, so where we used to live, I've, I've seen like at least two or three people on horses and they would just like go up the street every night now and again. It wasn't like often, but they would do it every now and again. Um, but I just, we've always heard kind of about like how there were black cowboys and things of that nature. So it was really, really cool to see that and kind of get some of that history in this movie. Yeah. Um, so like the film starts off with, um, Cole's mom getting a phone call, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sitting outside of the principal's office. So I yeah. guess he had been in so many like different fights. And I think the principal had gotten to the point where it's like, he's going to be expelled or like something of that nature, like right. kicked out of school basically. So his mom just kind of comes to a point where she's just like, 
I don't have any other options in a sense besides to send you to your father, like for the summer. Um, I think that she, although they may not have lived necessarily in the best of neighborhoods, because I think even where she was, because she's in Detroit, um, I think there might have been like, it seemed like there was some things going on in the neighborhood there as well. I guess that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to show. Yeah. Um, and she probably just got to a point like he's turning into a teenager. It Maybe he needs to go spend some time with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, she's at work. She has to continuously leave work because he's getting into trouble. And you can, although she's taking him and dropping him off, you can tell she loves her son so much. She's like, I got to do something like with him. Yeah, very true. Um, Cause I think it really hurt her feelings to have to drop him off. And he's like, mom, open the door. You know, like, mm. you know how it is. Well, you wouldn't know cause you don't have kids, but <laughs> just seeing it, I'm sure you've seen it where it's like, you know, this is hard, but this is something that like I have to do. And I think she just wanted better for him. And she probably felt like you need to be in this different environment to understand it. And he goes through things in the film. I think where he understands like, yeah, I need to probably get my shit together. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, uh, pretty good lesson um and then like i said he went from detroit to philly so in the way i guess they were kind of showing it those are two neighborhoods that were not necessarily the greatest Mm -hmm. so he went from one neighborhood that wasn't the greatest but at least in his other neighborhood he's gonna get some of the guidance and things that he needs because in this film like you said it wasn't just him with his dad there was a whole community of people out there like hey you need to get your shit together Mm. Which he probably didn't have that entire community, obviously, living with his mom. Right. And there's no telling if uh, his mom has any siblings that are male, mm-hmm. a.k.a. uncles, mm-hmm. or anybody who ever even cares to put the time in mm-hmm. to come and mm-hmm. talk to him or do no whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that was her last resort was to send him mm-hmm. with his father. And we don't even know why he like keeps fighting in school. So I kind of wonder about that. I don't know mm-hmm. if it has anything to do with his relation, the lack of the relationship with his dad or like what it is, but she didn't even ask him if she wanted, if he wanted to go, she mm-hmm. wouldn't picked him up. His clothes was in trash bags. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you have got to go <laughs> industrial joints too yes yeah um so obviously he gets to his dad's house mm-hmm. and he learns very quickly this is not your mom's house <laughs> really it's not he gets there uh he has to walk to go find his dad first off because mm-hmm. his dad said he's gonna be at the house in five minutes he's sitting off by the bonfire talking to his friends by the stables yeah um and so they go to the house there's a horse in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was crazy to me. It is not clean inside the house at all. There's no food in the house. He doesn't have a bedroom to sleep in or anything of that nature. He's sleeping downstairs with the horse. Yeah. Um. So he learns very quickly to say my mama's house. Maybe I had it much better where I was. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to go back home and I think he ended up leaving out. Or something at one point in the film. I don't know if he was, you know, I think he was on his like, well, I'm going to get up out of here because I can hang with who I want to hang with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up going outside and, you know, carrying his bags. And they ended up like, he heard like gunshots and stuff. So he's like trying to find somewhere to sleep for the night. And he tries to go sleep at Nessie's house. And Nessie, in a sense, is like, if you're not listening to your dad, <laughs> you're yeah. not coming up in here with that. <laughs> yeah, I forget. 
kind of forget right now off the top of my head what happened, but it had to do something with Smush. Yeah, his dad was telling him that he needed to stop hanging with Smush, and if he didn't, basically he had to like leave or something like that. Yeah, because he left and Smush seen him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he put him out. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> but, left. Technically. Well, he left. Yeah. But yeah. Um, because he wanted to do what he wanted to do, which we learned throughout this film. He curses quite a bit too. He was smelling his piss. He he he's, was he's smelling himself. But he's growing as a person. Um, and then he continued to just like throughout this film do a lot of things that just like did not work in his favor. So, <laughs> uh, he obviously threatened to leave his dad's house in a city he's not even from. Mm-hmm. So you're just out walking. You have nowhere to go with your trash bags. Um, hanging with Smush. Even though his dad, you know, told him not to, because obviously his dad has been a part of that life, and right. he's like, I don't, in a sense, like he's not telling him this like verbatim, but he's like, basically, in a sense, I've been through that. I don't want you to go through that. Yeah. Um, sorry, I thought I saw a bug, but that's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> um, him sh- so him showing up to clean the stables in white was just. Well, he came to clean up the stables in brand new shoes that were He white. also had on a white shirt. Did he? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that boy was tripping. <laughs> so him cleaning the stables was a part of... Uh, why did they have him doing that? Uh, exactly. Because he said he, somebody he wanted to ride or something. Oh, okay. Well, you have to pay your dues if yeah. you want to ride. Mm-hmm. And those are your dues right yeah. there. Um, and then just him wanting to be grown, but like he doesn't even know anything. Mm-hmm. Like they would mention stuff to him and he'd be like, What's that? <laughs> he didn't know nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. Yeah. The boy was dreadly confused. Uh-huh. Um, did you have any more points? I don't want to like, you know, just talk over you or more points as far as anything. Uh I did enjoy him cleaning the stables. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it was pretty funny for the most part because yeah. I said I said it before it happened. I said he's about to go in shovel by shovel. I said, "Where's the wheelbarrow?" Mm-hmm. You did say that. I said, "Where is the wheelbarrow?" Uh-huh. Uh, the other point that I like, uh, I'm just go off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Harf made the saddle, yes, that was really really sweet. I didn't, we we saw him making it like in his living room. We didn't know what it was for. We thought maybe he was just right. doing some maintenance. Um, and he made a saddle for what was his name? Paris. Was Paris. So he made a saddle uh, for Paris because mm-hmm. he's um, he's wheelchair bound. He, yeah, he's disabled. He's a paraplegic. Uh, and so he made a saddle for him to be able to get on. Her, that almost made me cry. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was real sweet, man. Yeah, it was also funny because Paris was there. You know, Paris, like when he was cleaning out the stables, Paris is like, I got this. So he's in there, you know, like kind of coaching him how to like clean out the stables and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's also kind of like teaching him some of the things that he's gone through. You know, they kind of form like sort of like a bond uh, throughout the movie in a sense. But he's like messing with them, like (laughs) just as he's cleaning out the stables. But um, I liked Paris, by the way. He was actually probably one of my favorite ones in this movie. Yeah, I think that for because a few of these people were actual cowboys and these were actual people from the community yep so i think that they really did a good job Mm. i didn't even you would think that they were just i mean i'm not saying they're not actors i don't Mm. know if they were acting before this but i'm just like i wouldn't have been able to tell that they were just you know i guess regular everyday people from 
this area yeah, from Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher Street. They did a good job. Yeah, they did a really good job. I thought that I'm like, who is this dude that's playing Paris? What mm-hmm. else has he played in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought of, you know a lot of these people had probably played in other things before. And we just hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. So, but they did a really uh, good job at casting and picking yeah. these people. They did alongside like these, I guess what you would call the people that are. Uh, more established like the Idris Albas mm-hmm. and uh, what's the young man's name? Uh, Cole, uh, Caleb. Uh, well, Caleb his name McLaughlin. is Cole in the movie, but his real name is Caleb. He played in uh, even Jarrell Jerome. He's been in several things. Yeah, right? he was okay. in uh, When They See Us. I believe so. He was in a few other things. Okay, okay. He was in, he was in a few other things. He got a he got a pretty extensive uh pretty good list there too. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I like about Idris in this film is he's in the film, but he's not in the film. Right. So, like, he's a main person, but the film is really surrounding around Cole mm-hmm. and and his journey, which I really, right. really like. So, it's nice well, sometimes when you have established people in films and they're, like, there, but mm-hmm. they're not there. I think <laughs> that, that it was, I think it was great how uh, the supporting actor mm-hmm. pieces, mm-hmm. how it really supported the story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see supporting actors and it's like you're really trying to dif- uh, differentiate Who's the main character? You know, I think people suffered with that in uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Because people kept saying, like, how was, uh, what's his name? Drawing a blank here. Boyega? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> did not call him I'm a little tired. Boyega. I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. Uh, play Fred Hampton. We are drawing a yeah. blank here. This is horrible. Um people were like well how is he um a supporting actor and it's like well technically the movie isn't Daniel really Kalua. A, that's his name technically the film isn't really about him and i think people were kind of confused so in this movie i don't think we had too much of a confusion with yeah that. i mean it's called judas and mm-hmm. so go ahead yeah um but yeah that's what i, I liked about idris in this film he did a really good job too you didn't do like i mean he's role wasn't uh overwhelming yeah so i really really like yeah it it was it it played true to what i would think i guess for lack of better words a ghetto cowboy would be yeah i wonder how people from um i mean i know they have people from the community in this but i wonder how people from philly feel about this film yeah that's a good um it was also cool to uh learn about the history of like black cowboys they gave us a little brief yeah. history in there very brief but it was in there um and then like their relationship with horses so the whole process of breaking horses back then mm-hmm. um and then you know understanding like what they need you know they were thinking that you had to like be abusive in a sense to like animals to break them and mm-hmm. I, well they say they were using slaves to break horses or I what think was so it? And they just knew, like, that you needed to form a bond with this horse before, you know. I mean, and you see that throughout the film. You see that in a lot of stuff where people Mm -hmm. are just, like, you know, they'll lay their hands on the horse. You know, they're talking to the horse because you have to form a bond with the horse in order for the horse to be okay with you riding them. Right. It's their back. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so uh, that was really cool uh, to hear that piece. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, one of the other bigger pieces in this film is gentrification so right they talk about gentrification of the area you know how a lot of the stables have been shut down um how they're building condos developers are coming in um and then i think to be honest because we see at some point in the film they come and take the horses away 
Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, but I kind of was expecting a little bit. Um, at some point in the film, we saw that there was a dead horse or something outside, and they said mm. people were complaining about it, which it probably actually did stink. <laughs> I mean, horses are big. Yeah. Um, and so they were saying like how they had reports of like you know malnourishment and you know just things like that. But also, I think this was a way for the city to tear that building down. Yeah. Um, that way they can come in and do whatever it is they're trying to do. Um, I just thought it was kind of crazy because they took these horses from these stables that were not in great condition mm-hmm. and put them in the police stables, but those were also not in good condition. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, if you guys are wanting to put these horses in better conditions, actually do that. Yeah. Um, but getting back to like Cole, um, how we were talking about like the community Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of people around him who had patience yeah, <laughs> um, very much so. to like teach him and just love on him. He had Nessie who, you know, was not really trying to be his mom in the film, but you know, she was kind of like a mother figure. Yeah. She was the maternal in this film. He even had the younger, younger girl. What's her name? Isha. Isha. Um, who I guess was like his boo at some point. <laughs> um, but even her, you know, she was able to teach him some things and they were around the same age. Um, and then his dad wasn't too verbal, but his dad had different ways of trying to teach him. Then he had Paris and even to be honest, like, I mean, it didn't necessarily work out in the greatest, but even Smush kind of taught him a lesson without really teaching him a lesson. Smush taught him a lot. Trust me. Yeah. Um, so luckily he had this community of people, even um, met the man's character. The yeah, police officer. Yeah. Um, he had this community of people who just looked out for him. You know how people are like when you're growing up, they're like, oh, I know you. you're such and such as kid or something yeah. like that. And so they automatically just wrap their hands around you. You're a part of their community as well. So he was kind of lucky to to have that because when he came in, he was rude. <laughs> yeah. And that's my whole point about like community and everything. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to Method Man's character as the police officer, Mm-hmm. He's very active, mm-hmm. very involved and in yeah. coming uh, around. Uh-huh. And, you know, he still has a job to do. Yeah. But he's involved. Yeah. And when you initially see him, when I initially seen him come on the screen, I was like, oh, Method Man's about to play the a-hole. Yeah, I thought that's what it was going to be, Antagonist too. cop on here. Which, he looks great for like 50. He looks great, man. <laughs> I will say this. Method Man is probably my top 10 rappers of all time he's one of the people that i never really liked rap growing up and he's one of the people that flipped that but method man looks great for his age Mm -hmm. he puts me to shame facts i think he puts a lot of us to shame because uh (laughs) he's he's in the gym and he's working hard man and he's committed shout out to method man and shout out to his wife uh i hope she's doing better after all these years Mm -hmm. i don't know how long ago she had she was sick or whatever yeah so but yeah shout out to him and his uh wife man um but i mean i'll just go to my point that i had on his character um Mm -hmm. but this kind of seats into a different subject which is the importance of policing in your own community very much so um so there is a piece of the film where um smush and cole Cole. get into a situation with Mm -hmm. so smush is a drug dealer obviously in this film right um but he's doing things in a sense to betray the guy that he works for. I mean, betray, not portray, <laughs> betray the guy yeah. that he works for. Yeah. He's trying to go off and do his own thing for a reason, but go ahead. 
Yeah. Um, and I'll get to Smush too. Yeah. Um, but you know, they end up getting chased by the police. Mm-hmm. And um what is Method Man's character? I don't want to keep saying Method Man. <laughs> Hold on really quick. Uh Leroy. Leroy. Um, and so Leroy ends up chasing them through, you know, this area or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't get caught, but he knows that Cole is one of the people. Right. So he pulls up later on looking for Cole, but mm-hmm. he's not pulling up on Cole to arrest him. He takes him to go see what his father does every yeah. day. Um, and instead of, you know, arresting him or anything of that nature, he talks to him and he yeah. tells him how, like, you know, he wanted to be uh, a police officer growing up and he felt like you didn't necessarily have to leave your city in order to help it. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. Um. So he also played a, a very important role in Cole's life because Cole could have ended up in jail. If that was somebody else, he probably would end up shot. No matter, yeah. It could have been a whole nother, those stories that we hear. Yeah. Um, Cause I think he saw Cole in the beginning too, but he didn't say anything. Do you remember when they were like, he was initially hanging out with Smush oh, and he was watching in them? the car that was watching. I think yeah. he saw, I think he saw Cole then, but he just didn't say anything at yeah. the time. Um, and then also him being there when they went back to take, the horses mm-hmm. uh he's like i'm just here to make sure they don't shoot y'all black ass. yeah <laughs> um and he he helped them get their horses back in a sense he's yeah. actually riding with them at some point you know at the end of the film mm-hmm. um he was there also when they initially took the horses he's like mm-hmm. you know okay there's been reports and like all this other he's just doing his job that's what i'm saying yeah but he also was like these are my people too yeah so this is a very important piece. I'm not saying, you know, to let people get away with things. I'm yeah. saying like, sometimes you need somebody that you know is from that community to, to sit you down and talk to you yeah. and help you to understand like, Hey, you don't have to do this. Well, every, in order to make it, we in our communities don't always not to go into super depth, but it's okay. we don't always get those breaks that other people get in their community mm-hmm. from people knowing yeah. their parents yep. or being a part of the community. Yeah. So, if Cole, if that would have been another officer instead of Leroy, yeah, Cole maybe would have been shot or mm-hmm. police brutality or whatever happens. And now he's in the system mm-hmm. until he's 18 or he gets how yep. many years. In a totally whatever. different city somewhere. He's not even from. Right. So it's very important for police to police their own neighborhoods yeah. and the people that they know. Mm-hmm. because there's more of an understanding there. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you take things better from somebody who you know mm-hmm. and take it better from somebody who you know has been there. Yeah. So And it's, and they're more approachable. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I uh, that immediately popped in my head when I saw him take him to go see with his dad because his dad goes and trains horses. Yeah. Um, which it looked a little odd because you know how jockeys will stand up on yeah. the, on horses. I'm like, he looks a little tall for that, but it's I'm okay. sure it is at least six plus. He's <laughs> yeah. not like a little guy. Um, but I thought that was really cool because I know Smush at some point said his dad was like a garbage man or something, which sanitation workers are very important. So I'm going to tell you I, like I, this. I didn't understand what the shade was supposed to be. <laughs> there was no shade because I remember at one point in time, I was trying to find out how to be yeah. a, a sanitation worker. Shout out to all the sanitation workers out there. They're needed. So <laughs> um, so let's get to Smush. Let's get to it. Smush is a lot. He's a lot, but... um, Yeah. So just thinking about his character, what I, I said when I initially saw him, I'm like... <sighs> 
you haven't seen Cole in God knows how long, mm-hmm. and you immediately bring him into your bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't even like a couple weeks, couple months later, mm-hmm. he immediately brought Cole into like his bullshit. Yeah. If you claim somebody is your friend and you know that you're living a dangerous life, you should not be bringing your friend into it. Right. Now, granted, he's young. He probably doesn't even really understand that. Mm-hmm. Won't ever get to, but we'll get to that point. Um, And then I think he also suffers from abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, When he was, you know, they were on the run or whatever, and he was talking to Cole. He's like, in a sense, he was kind of talking to him like, are you going to leave me too or something like that? Like, yeah, he was. He, I think he was abandoned by his parents and like, he just has a history of being like in and out of places and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he felt like he finally had a friend Yeah. in, in Cole. Um, but he was looking for a friend. I feel like for all the wrong reasons in a sense. Yeah. So, um, he also thought that obviously selling drugs was the only way out, which I think was why that message was in there with, uh, Method Man's character Leroy mm-hmm. where it's like you don't have to live a life of crime in order to get out of the city right <laughs> Um, but in learning of all of the things that he's doing we find out that he because he used to ride yeah and actually Chuck was his horse right exactly Uh, the, the horse that's in the living room <laughs> and so um, horse in the house we find out that he wants to own a ranch of his own mm-hmm. one day which I was like, I kind of had a feeling of what was going to happen with his character. And when he started talking about having a ranch, I said, damn, he's probably never going to get that ranch. Yeah. Which is very, very unfortunate um, because he's doing things. To be honest, in the environment that he grew up in, he yeah. probably just doesn't know any different. He probably hasn't had anybody maybe try to talk to him. And even if he did, maybe he just was like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um. But him being messy with the way that he was handling things, because he was out in the open, kind of like just with the way he was doing stuff. He kept saying they were going to switch up the drop points and all this other stuff. But it was like out in the open still. Yeah. Um, And so eventually in the film, uh, Smush gets killed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Somebody on a bike rolled up on him. Yeah. Which is crazy because he dropped Cole off on the corner, you know, as a like a lookout mm-hmm. so he can go to the drop point. And somebody rolls up on a bike and just like opens the clip on him while he's mm-hmm. in the car. Uh, and it's kind of hard to watch. <laughs> it yeah. kind of threw me off like seeing it. Um, And so Cole sees his friend get killed. Yeah. Um, So that's a very, very hard and unfortunate lesson. Mm-hmm. But thank God Cole wasn't in the car. Yeah, I felt like um, we both kind of knew from all the BET movies we watch. Uh, <laughs> we kind of knew that him naming his goal and me personally realizing, oh mm-hmm. man, he has a goal for this. You know, the means you know, yeah, to get it doesn't justify you know. And when the guy said let me talk to you for a second i said here we go here's mm-hmm. the big boss mm-hmm. people are talking people are probably watching him yeah something's about to happen yeah and so. then cole had on shoes we don't know if he stole the shoes or if he bought those shoes for cole we don't know where they came from exactly because even cole mentioned it to him he said he knows something's going on mm-hmm. 
Like, and it's just, it was very, very unfortunate, you know, his character being young and, you know, not knowing very much about life and not being able to get to reach his goals and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It's just very, very sad. Yeah. And this uh, is some, this doesn't happen in everybody's neighborhood, but these are things that happen in people's neighborhoods. Yeah. And I really wasn't expecting for him to get shot mm-hmm. like that. I thought that maybe him dropping coal off, somebody's going to come and grab coal. Yeah. You yeah. know, I thought it was going to be the, like an opposite thing. And then it was going to be a manhunt for coal. And it's like, yeah. smush don't come around my son anymore. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But yeah. Which, you know, that's why the dad kept telling him, stop hanging around Smush, you know. Um, And then, what was I going to say? So, you know, Cole ends up running over, and then he ends up leaving, and then I think they can't find Cole for like a week. Yeah, because they had the funeral funeral and everything. Yeah, they had the the ceremony and everything, so Mm -hmm. usually take, what, five to seven days, or about maybe much from like a week. Yeah. Unless you got like the money ready. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. And then I think what so another thing that happened with Cole and Smush in this film is he actually walked away from Smush at one point mm-hmm. after they got chased. But we see Cole has developed a relationship with this horse named Boo, <laughs> yeah. which is the wild horse that nobody's ever been able to get on. Yeah, um, I.e. him. But when Cole didn't have anywhere to sleep, basically, when Cole didn't have anywhere to sleep one night, he ended up sleeping in the stable with Boo. So Mm. he gets in and Boo is like right in his face when he turns around. Right up in his face. (laughs) I was like, I would probably turn around. But, you know, he kind of forms a rapport with Boo, at least enough to be able to sleep in the stable with him. Yeah. Uh, Which many people make jokes about throughout the film. (laughs) Him sleeping in the stable with Boo. And then there's a moment where Boo got out of the stables, which I knew this was yes. going to happen. I could kind of feel it. Yes. And, you know, they're, they're forming like a, a human fence around Boo. So mm-hmm. Boo doesn't go crazy. Boo just be driving people crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, they're trying to get Boo on, you know, the reins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they can't. So I knew this moment was coming where Nessie's like, no, it has to be him. <laughs> I love Nessie, though. <laughs> and so... Uh, Cole ends up, you know, once he's up there, it's like heaven, like for him. Yeah. And it starts to rain, and even though it's raining, him and uh, what's her name, Isha? Isha. They're just at, outside on their horses. So, I say that to say, uh, there was. So obviously he formed his bond, but then there was a moment where, after Smush was killed there was this really, really beautiful moment between him and his father, at least for me it was, where he finds him. Is he in Boo's stable then? He's in Boo's stable. Um, yes, he is. And he was very, very upset when they came and took the horses. Oh, that's where I was going with that. So they um, came the and, they took the horses yep. and he went back to Smush because yeah. he's like, yeah, you were right. Because Smush had mentioned that they were behind on making some payment. Yeah. And they were close to losing the uh, property yeah. for the staples. Yeah. So that's how he ended up back hanging with Smush and then the whole thing with Smush happened. But yeah. back to that moment between him and his dad, he finds him in Boo's stable after Smush is killed and he's like covered in blood basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then his dad starts like washing him off. Like, cause I'm pretty sure he understands like that shock and you know what he's going through at the moment. Yeah. Although I would have just threw him in the shower <laughs> cause he was like bloodied and dirty, but he just has his bucket of water and he's just like washing him off, talking to him cause he can tell he's in shock. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I brought you a shirt and just like talking to him and things of that nature. And so obviously he understands like that was his friend. So he's like, yeah, we're going to go get Chuck and then we're going to go get Smush's boots mm-hmm. and we're going to take him to his grave so he can have his last ride or something like yeah. that. Which, forgive me, when he said the last ride, the Undertaker popped in my head. It did for real. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they go to his grave and like things like that. And mm. then there was a photo at Smush's house of uh, Smush standing on top of a horse. Mm-hmm. And so they go to um, Smush's grave and then, you know, Cole stands on his horse, you know, for uh, for his friend, which yeah. I thought was like really, really cute. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate that he has to do it, but I thought that was a really, really nice moment. But mm-hmm. I think just that moment, I think that bettered their relationship because he thought that his father hated him. He did think that his father didn't like um, Because he wasn't there for him. But was a raising in the sun moment. Yeah, his dad went through some legal uh, issues. Is that raising son? Or set the Denzel and uh Violet uh Or why you always on the road? <laughs> Fence. Was it Fence? Fences? I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. Um but he thought his father hated him because he wasn't there for him. But his dad turns out had some legal issues. His mom ended up in a sense like giving information on him mm-hmm. um so that was it so that she, uh what was it for i forget i don't know if they were threatening to take her to jail or something but she was pregnant at the time with cole yeah and at a point in the film he played a john coltrane uh song mm-hmm. and he told him his name is actually coltrane but obviously we he's named cole in the film but he said I told your mom the only thing at least I want to be able to do is to name you. So he thought that his dad hated him, but his dad was away for so long. And I think that I don't necessarily want to say his mom wanted him to stay away, but I'm not really sure if he went into like details about that piece of it. Mm -hmm. But I think that that moment with him, you know, washing him off and like things of that nature, I think that was like a breaking moment, breaking like moment or so. In yeah, their I, I would say it's like a. a I'm a not really father, sure how to define it. <laughs> a father baptizing his son. Yeah. Cleansing them. Yeah. Making um, them anew. So I thought that was really cool between them. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything else or? Oh, right now I don't really have anything. Um. I think that's uh, the last point. Yeah. Um. And then at the end of the film, I thought that was like a beautiful moment between mom, dad, and son. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Cole is going to stay with his father permanently. I'm not sure how the book ended exactly. Um, but he just, he, uh, it probably ended just like that. <laughs> probably so. But, uh, Idris's character, what was his name again? Harp. He hugged the mom and was like, you know, thank you for mm-hmm. sending him to me. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure he wanted a relationship with his son, but maybe he thought it was better. He stay away from him. Right. Um, especially with him having a history and things like that. He probably didn't, I guess, want to taint his son i don't Mm. really know if that's how he thought about it but um 
yeah, overall, I like this film. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. I didn't have Same any here. expectations. Um, I did see some people say that it was a good film, but at first I was like, is this like a struggle film? Because if this is a struggle film, I don't yeah. want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I did want to give it a try because I told you, I like watching films with different um, subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always like watching films that are always about the same thing, about trauma and and um, struggle, which not saying we don't need those films, but there's just so many of them. If well, that that's sense. a influx of them. Mm-hmm. And then we're living regular every day to day life. Yeah. And so although this film had maybe bits and pieces of that, that wasn't the focus of the film, mm-hmm. which I really, really like. Um, and I actually thought about it. I might actually read this book. Uh, Ghetto Cowboy. Yeah. I'll probably listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony while I'm reading it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I actually enjoyed this film. I thought it was really good. The actors did a really, really good job in this film. Yeah. Um, and then just as as far as like the way that the film looked, it was really done really, really well. Yeah. Looks really well. I feel like whatever filters they were using, whatever lens they were using, they were right on point. So shout out to the uh cameraman and there was a, a moment where Cole was on Boo. And I don't know if it was a sunset. The way his skin looked. Just yeah. the way that scene looked, it looked so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to be, he's going to do really well as far as acting, uh, mm-hmm. Caleb, he did so well in this film. I was like, Oh my gosh, get this kid an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. And I told you, I even thought about me cause I, I knew he was in stranger things, but I didn't really watch stranger things. Cause mm-hmm. I told you I watched the first episode and I was like, Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I even thought, I was like, maybe I should watch stranger things. I like, once I see somebody do well in certain things, sometimes I like to go and look at other things that they're in same um and so i was like maybe i'll give stranger things a try just so i can kind of see like how he's developed and stuff like over time mm-hmm. um but yeah i i enjoy this film and yeah i would recommend it to anybody who wants to watch it the same that's all that i have on this film oh well it's me as well <laughs> i was gonna have a random talk but we'll say that for another time in another episode maybe a bonus episode about what people showering man <laughs> Are you too tired to get into it? Yeah, I'm a little, okay. I'm a little, <laughs> a little, a little slumberless. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else? Nope. We are going to uh, be back next week to review yes. the Netflix film, Synchronic. I called it Symphonic. <laughs> yes, she did. No, and it's then, a film. And, then, and she said symphonic. And it's like, to me, like I was thinking wrong. And I was like, you sure that's what it's called? And got up to look up at the, you know, our schedule, our plan or whatever. And it's synchronic. <laughs> so it's like CNN and Lil John. Yes. <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? So we'll be back to review that next week. Now it was a film that I think came out in 2020, but they didn't put it on Netflix until this year. So okay. um, we are going to review that film. Um, that stars Anthony Mackie and I'm pretty sure tons of other people. So we'll get into that. Shout out Anthony Mackie. I know if you guys have anything that you guys would like for us to review TV shows or movies or, you know, even just subjects, just, uh, send us an email or message us on Instagram. And what is our email? At what is the plot? (laughs) It is. What is the plot (laughs) at (laughs) gmail.com? We are going to go so that he can go to sleep. So thank you guys for listening this week. And we will see you guys next week. Bam. Bada bing. Bada boom. (laughs)